Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. We have a special guest today, folks, Mr. Chris Richardson from Prize Picks. And, um, I'm, you know, we just talked about this beforehand. What was your official title again? Uh, I kind of work in a, a lot of capacities, but uh, head of emerging markets mm-hmm. uh, through Prize Picks and work on the lines making team as, as well. I like a fancy title. And yeah, it's it's interesting the stuff you do is making some of the lines behind the scenes there for all these uh all the sports you offer. And somebody I talked to on the regular with uh you know prize picks over there and fellow Midwesterner Chris Richardson, he gets it. It's cold. Actually, Alex, you're I mean, Pennsylvania's not warm either. So he's been dealing with the weather as well with me. And yeah, it's uh, we brought, bringing them on to talk a little more about the product because maybe I don't explain it as well as somebody who knows it as intimately as Chris does. And yeah, just if you kind of want to talk about, I mean, first off, I'm I'm a little bit intrigued by the second half, fourth quarter stuff. I haven't dug into it yet, but like, is that up for every game? Like, I just I keep thinking I'm like I gotta check that. And then I don't I don't get a chance to check it at the right times. So I don't know if it's up like or is that just primetime game stuff for NFL right now? Yeah. So the in-game uh, projections that we offer for uh, NFL, college football, uh, NBA, uh, typically second half, fourth quarter um, is for NFL. It will be for almost every single game. Uh, I think we I don't think there's a game we don't offer it for. College football will be more of the primetime games and then almost on a nightly basis for every NBA game as well. And the fourth quarter in-game uh, markets will typically be available for the last NBA game, kind of like the primetime game at the end. Uh, but the, yeah, that is one of our our product features that that we absolutely love. Uh, gives our uh, members the opportunity to not only sweat out the game, you know, from the start, but also to continue to you know entertain yourself throughout the game by also placing you know uh, an entry throughout the game. So we we love that part aspect uh, of our product. Well, and even like Alex, what's the what's the late night game today for NBA, or what's the TNT game? Well, it's weird. I was actually going to talk about that. Does it look like there's any games on TNT? I couldn't figure this out, but I think the big game late will be probably Memphis Golden State. It looks like. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, it's like the fact is, and I'm just bad about this because I get I get in the zone and it's like, all right, I'm doing a prize picks entry for the NFL game tonight, and I don't even think about other sports. But with the cross sport stuff, like you could do a second half. Thursday night football was second half basketball then too, right? Like you can do cross sport with the, the second half stuff as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people like to, um, you know, cross maybe, you know, even a full game projection with a, with a half uh, or, or like a first half projection um, from different games or different markets. Uh, yeah. So we, that's one of our other really cool product features at prize picks is that you can make an NFL entry with uh, you know, you t- tonight, essentially you could, uh, place an entry with Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and Steph Curry, you know, all, all in the same entry, which, um, and then I know you, Andy, as you love golf, maybe you want to throw in, you know, a birdies are better prop for, uh, you know, Friday. So uh, that is one of the beauty of, of our product is that we allow you as the member to, you know, select which projections across any market you want to combine together. You're not funneled into only one option or, or, or two entries to choose from. Yeah, yeah certainly. You know, great. I, I, I was going to say, like, Andy, you always to get together like three or four, and especially with the wide variety of stuff. Like, oh, I think the one time, Andy, you even put hits together. I didn't even know they tracked that in hockey. 
Yeah, that, I had to go like to a hockey box score, or actually like the ESPN box, the ESPN live thing, and you're looking and they're doing the like hit was credited to this guy. I'm like, I, I guess that has to be an official stat. Somebody has to grade those. And yeah, then, when, we when, when I when okay. I actually started to offer that, you know, I, I wanted clarity of that. That was one of my ideas to offer hits, just because it's a totally uncorrelated stat. It's not really matchup. You know, you don't have to really worry about a matchup. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I had the correct definition for a hit, right? So an actual hit, you know, you can't you can't get credited for a hit when you're also credited for interference and you go to the penalty box, right? A hit has to like uh, you have the player has to opposing player has to lose possession of the puck in result of your hit. So uh, you get these fourth liners that are averaging three and a half hits a game, you know, and then you get you know Austin Matthews who's averaging you know less than a half a hit a game. So it's kind of like will he get a hit or not? So, uh, yeah, it's a really fun market um, as something unique uh, to our product. I did see that. I, I've, I've honestly never, this is a confession, taxi cab confession here, <laughs> never sat down and watched an entire NHL hockey game from start to finish, I don't think. I've watched a bunch of hockey. I just never sat down and like said, I'm going to watch this hockey game. But I caught part of that the other day. I didn't know what interference was till the other day. I saw a guy just whack a guy in the top of the chest, knock his ass down right in front of the opposing bench. And then he got in a fight and everybody was mad. And it took like 10 minutes to sort everything out. But uh, yeah, you can't do that. That is interference. So I, I know what interference is now. Wasn't I also learned what a Gordy Howe hat trick was. Yeah, Gordy Howe hat trick to it. I did learn a lot of hockey the other day. We don't have a baseball game today, which stinks, because last Thursday we did a fun one. You know, you talk about the cross-sport stuff. We did a five-sport one with the whole team where everybody contributed, and we were one total base from Mookie Betts away from a uh, – I'm getting the old uh, – 10x the old uh, 10x yeah i did you know it was a five team thing so i still got the two time pay and that is and maybe you can talk about that too just some of the features that you know you guys are offering that you aren't finding on the other dfs platforms i think that's maybe the biggest one for me when you do you know you'd make an entry with five or four or five legs or even you know if you do flex plays with some of the smaller ones you don't have to get them all right to win money still like we still got two times our money on that yeah, absolutely. So we offer, yeah, the flex play versus the power play. The power play, you are, you know, making sure you get all 100% of them right with with a higher uh, return, you know, on, on your entry. But yeah, a, a lot more of maybe like a conservative cash play. Uh, if you're, you know, referencing to somebody that might be playing like another DFS platform, uh, you know, if you do a two, if you do a three pick flex and you only have to get two of them right to still um, turn out profitable then, um, you know, you're hitting at, you know, 66% rate to do that. But um, yeah, so th that's what we love is that we give uh, our members an opportunity to, to, to go five, you know, or you can just go down to two, your, your favorite two. So um, yeah, the difference between a flex play and a, you know, power play is kind of when, when I connect it back to like a, you know, a GPP versus a cash perspective in terms of, of DFS. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I, I was, whenever I win one, I always have, it's always a flex play. Like whatever, whatever I do is wrong. Like I always screw it up. Like whenever I was like, oh, I went three for three and I made it a flex play. So I didn't get the, the good pay. You know, it's higher risk, higher reward kind of thing. And I, I, whenever I don't take the higher risk, I do very well. So I might as well do, you know, and something you can do too, if anyone who's already in the, in the player prop markets, like essentially these are all just, you know, there's no juice. It's not, you know, you're at, uh, you know, somebody might see a total basis. You might be looking at the player prop markets and seeing a total basis 
and the under is juiced to like minus 180. And you just, well, say like the likelihood of that coming in makes it a pretty good leg. That's kind of where I've headed with some of the baseball stuff with mixed results, just because I'm maybe not smart enough in baseball yet. But I think people who are already doing player props can definitely find some good value on the platform. And uh, yeah, obviously with Thursday night football and everything going on, there's college football tonight. There's basketball. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of other sports I don't do. And hockey. I keep, I keep just shitting on hockey and I keep forgetting about it all together. You're from Minnesota, right? I know. I know. That's, I mean, that's what makes me feel bad about it. The state of hockey, right? I know. I will say, I will say, and you just need to at least like go to a game in person. Um, It's awesome. you know, I think, you know, it was never one of my like favorite sports, but almost one of the best viewing experiences from an in-person uh, perspective. The way I've been to one, one cool. wild All game. All the sticks, everybody's skating. It's awesome. Yeah, I've been to a wild game, but it was in a suite that we bought at a silent auction. So it wasn't like, you know, it was, yeah, we were just. You weren't really like watching the game. No. You're having some food and watching the game on TV. Yeah, in here, the suite. Here's all these drinks and food that came with the suite and we have our own private bathroom. Like I'm, I'm barely private paying attention. Dope. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a point of going to a hockey game. So, all right. And then before we let you go, you have a promo for tonight. We'll yeah. So, if, uh, yeah. So tonight um, with uh, Kyler Murray and uh, Aaron Rodgers taking the stage Thursday night football, um, if you're a new user, you can, um, you know, sign up using the BetSports code. And all you need to do is you place an entry on um, tonight's game. If Kyler Murray completes a pass, uh, it's $25 uh, instantly into your account, um, which we, we hope and should happen. You know, one pass shouldn't be that hard to complete. So, um, yeah, if, super excited uh, to, to partner up with BetSports and really enjoy um, the content that you guys come out with here. And I think um, prize picks is a great uh, match. Um, if, if you're a listener for um, the player prop market and it's super easy, you don't have to worry about sharks on other DFS platforms. You don't have to worry about a salary cap. You just, you can just make your entry and enjoy the game. Yeah, for sure. It is a lot easier for me than dealing with the salary cap stuff. Not good at the math on that. I'm dealing with enough stuff. And there's the game Alex theory everything. thing. You got to handle all that stuff. I mean, that's honestly the toughest part for me is trying to figure out, well, should I play this guy versus that guy? You try to figure out ownership percentage and then your brain explodes. Yeah, I don't need any of that in my life. So, all right, Chris, well, we thank you for popping on with us today. Again, if anybody wants to get signed up with prize picks and get themselves an account, get them. I mean, you get the deposit match too. You can still get a hundred up to a hundred bucks, hundred percent deposit match plus the free 25. So it's like 125 bucks free tonight. If you sign up using promo code BetSports NFL, I'll talk to you later, Chris. Thanks again for hopping on with us today. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Thanks. We mentioned how many sports are going on tonight. No baseball, which sucks because I'm hotter than a pistol in baseball, baby. Just got another yes, over, another over. There should have been easy, more runs in that easy. game. I know. Easy squeezy. And here, here's a little tip. If I play an over in a baseball game, I'm also going to play first run or first first inning run it scored yes and the hit run error over. So I call it I call it the hope everybody has a good time trio. The fun baseball stack. Yeah, the fun baseball trio. So I the played fun all baseball three. stack. Everything came home. Hopefully you didn't uh, you didn't play it too late and got a push. I know there was nines in the market later, which yeah. ended up pushing. Um, speaking of pushing, hopefully the Spurs don't. Oh, you don't have a hook on either of these. Both of these push. What are the odds They're of that? Push, push possibilities. Push um, possibilities. 
I don't know. I guess like if the market's efficient and it ends at this number, it's like 50% it lands on this number or something. I don't know. I'm not that good at math. Somebody wants to figure that out. What the probability that these push at combined, I have no idea. Yeah, Do you know even how to approach that? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm anyway. just wondering why we're betting an over when it, you could just bet the Bulls money line. It's 82 and 0. Yoakum Noah night, which is a good night to do it with the Knicks and the Bulls. That's fun. It's going to be tough. I actually thought there might be a little value on the Knicks tonight from the spread and money line perspective. But as I look at it, my favorite number on the board right now is this over. Now, to be perfectly clear, unders have been red hot to start the season. And it's generally something you see in the NBA. For the last three seasons, you know, for about the first two weeks or so, just blindly betting unders, you're doing very well. This season, unders hitting at about a 57% clip. And again, that's at the closing number. So if you're beating those, you're doing even better. But I look at these two teams, the Bulls continue to get better and better scoring the ball with Vucevic healthy. He's somebody that puts up a lot of points on one end and gives up points on the other end. He really helps the over here. Um, Zach Levine popped up on the injury report, but it looks like he's going to play. So I'm not too worried about that. And the Knicks are an entirely different team through these first couple weeks. You go back and look, they are close to, if not leading the league in three-point attempts, three-point makes, their pace is up. They're scoring a ton of points. I think there's still kind of a delay in the market to adapt to that. And at the same time, in general, if you take a step back and look at the totals, they're starting to become depressed. You know, as I talked about, um, you know, under is hitting at a very high rate. This is an efficient market. At some point, it will catch up. Um, and I think that's what we're starting to see a little bit yesterday, a little bit today. Totals look low yesterday. Overs had a solid day. Um, they look a little bit low again. So I'm trying to kind of get ahead of that a little bit. But at the same time, you know, from the micro perspective, I look at my numbers. I have this at 222. So to over 216, over 217 even looks pretty nice to me. So we'll take it over tonight for your next Bulls, Andy. And I'll pull for the Bulls. I know that you're cheering for the 82 and 0 there. Yeah, 82 and 0, probably not all that likely, but yeah, man, give me give me 45 wins. I have the over 44 regular season. That's literally outside of the stuff you gave me for like uh, you know player uh, awards and a few other things. That's the one. Uh, that's the one I actually played for some decent money. I really had a good feeling on the Bulls, and I talked them up, so I kind of had to put my money where my mouth was there. So I'm looking. I'm looking smart through a week at least before all the Bulls. It's always good to there. start well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This next. This next pick, uh, the Spurs have been pretty solid. It's something I was curious to see about their roster is if Popovich was going to let them play a little quicker, shoot some more threes, really kind of unlock some of the younger talent. I think that's what we've seen over the first few weeks. They are playing tonight the Dallas Mavericks. It's a team that I've been happy to kind of go against, especially given a lot of the stuff that we've heard about the player council and the fact that Jason Kidd is basically letting the players kind of call the shots. Um, they played 15 guys the other night. Not that it's bad to get everyone involved. You know, It's good to let everyone play play that's good for team morale and stuff but it's a lot of troubling signs early on regardless outside of that stuff you know i have this closer to dallas minus three and a half um dallas minus four you know so the seven looks nice to me it was a little odd this morning andy this line opened up you know close to six and a half seven got all the way down to six on some five and a half some spots this morning and snapped right back to seven so i've uh, seen it a couple times somebody's going in early it looks like and setting up kind of a head fake for some moves 
Um, we saw it with the Spurs. I'm trying to remember who it was yesterday, but you know, every couple of days now, it seems like they're setting something up. Either way, like this spot for the Spurs here. Happy that I was able to get the seven again as it came back. I'm curious to see what it does, honestly, see where the final move was. But again, the, the Mavericks, a team that are kind of struggling to figure out what to do from an organizational perspective. It's a pretty solid matchup for San Antonio. So I'm happy to j- jump on board again. I have the Mavericks winning this game only by four, four and a half points. So seven looks nice to me. We'll take a dog and a over, Andy. Get down with that. I like a, I like a little over, especially the way overs are working out with my Bulls. That offense is about to click and just go nuclear anyway. So Bulls, <laughs> I was supposed to say, like you can, because you have this in baseball, hockey, football. Like a team can hit the total by by themselves. Just not all that likely in basketball. That's <laughs> ever happened. You've had like nine overtime game or something. Not happening. Not happening. Packers Cardinals tonight, Thursday night football. We get some touchdown scores here in a minute. I don't have much to say on this. This game stinks. The it's fact weird. It should have been. It should have been a really, really good matchup. And now the fact that we have multiple COVID problems for Green Bay sucks. I think if you see some sevens out there, it's probably a buy point on Green Bay. I'm still tempted by this total now that it's dropped. If this catches more under steam from public and ends up at a 49. I might have some small money on this or I, I, you should never tease totals, but like, you know, like green Bay 13 over 43. I've done, I've done more degenerate things than that, but other than that, I'll probably just be betting this one at halftime. Once I see what we're getting from these teams and looking for a first touchdown score from this guy. Yeah, the game itself is, looks a little bit funny. Like you said, it's it's tough to bet the under in some of these games. And I know Devontae Adams is missing, but it's still Aaron Rodgers, right? Like he was scoring touchdowns without receivers for years, yeah. which is one of the reasons I, you know, we pop up, we look at this list, Andy. I very rarely go with wide receivers. Mr. Randall Cobb at 15 to 1, second leader on the team in red zone targets. Um, obviously, number one is Devontae Adams, but he is not here. He is not in Arizona. He will not be on the field tonight. Um, so, being able to get Cobb 15 to 1 looked really nice to me. Um, you know, again, usually it's just quarterbacks and tight ends, and we'll get to a couple of those in a second. But not only did I see some value in a wide receiver at 15 to 1, I have him closer to 10 to 1. Aaron Jones at plus 850. Um, you know, one of the things that we joke about a little bit on the show and off air. Um, some weeks I'm particularly good at picking who's going to score the first touchdown score, but then I tell you not to bet it because it's like three to one or four to one, something like that. It, it can be an efficient market in that it's not too hard to figure out who the most likely person to score a touchdown is tonight. And as I look at that list, I'm surprised that Aaron Jones isn't ahead of anyone else. I think this is one of those situations where these prop markets in a lot of ways are derivative of the actual, um, you know, full game spread in totals, just simply because the Cardinals are such a favorite, they kind of lean that way in terms of the first touchdown score market. You know, Aaron Jones, you can get him up to as high as plus 850. I saw some eights, even a 750 looks okay, but he's basically the same odds or even worse as somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, who, you know, again, is going to be on the team that's more likely to win. has been a great red zone target all year, but has more people on his team kind of soaking up attention. You go back and look at that Packers roster without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard. It's pretty much Aaron Jones, and, and he is able to score in ways that the Cardinals have given up touchdowns. Um, they've been susceptible to rushing. Some running backs have done well even receiving. It's just I would have Jones closer to that 5-6-1 to six to one number we would usually see at the top of the market instead of the 8-1 to one or better we're getting here. So Aaron Jones, 8-1 to one or better. Randall Cobb, uh, 14 to 1 or better. That number looks all right. And we will grab a tight end here. Zach Ertz, 
Um, again, going back to the Cardinals here, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is the number one target there. But um, Ertz looked really solid last week, got a bunch of attention, and I'm curious to see if he continues to take away, especially in the red zone, targets from guys like A.J. Green and guys like Christian Kirk, who'd been getting some of that work the last couple of weeks. At 16-1, to 1, being you know the talented player he is and the way they did focus on him, the Packers have some susceptibility there to tight ends. So I was happy to play him at 16-1. to 1. And then Aaron Rodgers – Again, I'm just going to play this every Green Bay game. If they offer me 30 to 1 or better, we're lucky to get 45 tonight. Um, again, I think this is probably a result of the spread and the fact that they just kind of push these markets in certain directions based on who the favorite is because they're hypothetically, I guess, more likely to score touchdowns as in general. Either way, Aaron Rodgers at 30 to 1 or better to play anytime. So we'll take it at 45 to 1 that he rolls out and jogs in for the first touchdown of the game. Yeah, I like, and it's, somebody's making a joke about what he'll yell at the crowd. Like maybe, maybe he's addicted to that now, and he'll just want he'll call his own number just so he can scream something. It's not the Bears crowd; like it, it's fun to yell at the Bears crowd because they are a rival. I don't think the Cardinals and Packers have a uh, historic rivalry similar to Chicago Green Bay, but still, yeah. I would enjoy. I would enjoy that. That was funny. Uh, he's, he seems like he's one of those guys that like he's not quite trying to get fired, but like knows he has tenure and is just like you know I don't care. I'm a professor. I got tenure. If I'm wearing I'm wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt to class. What are you gonna do? Fire me? Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna do? Stab me? Um, I did. Yeah, I'll play those. Obviously, I always play those. It's been a good year. It's been fun. I'll probably do something at halftime with Drew. And I do have a prize picks entry. If I mentioned before, I went with running backs. Running backs. Running backs. Running backs. AJ Dillon under receiving yards. He has eclipsed this a couple times, and you can say, well, maybe this is a bit contrarian because who are they going to throw to with some of these uh, receivers missing? I just I don't see Dylan's snaps being that high. It hasn't been that high. He's a worse um, he's a worse pass blocker than his uh, the counterpart in front of him and Aaron Jones. He has a worse pass blocking grade in most most places. So I hopefully his snaps just stay low. So I'm going under 10 and a half receiving yards in this one. I think we're going to be uh, seeing him approach it a little differently than just dump offs, especially if we see, you know, Arizona getting out to a lead. We're going to have to attack a little further down the field. So Dylan under 10 and a half rushing receiving yards, excuse me, and then Chase Edmonds over 43 and a half rushing yards. Again, just looking at the splits between him and the backup. I'm seeing him getting a decent split share, breaking through this number most most games, and also my uh, four for four little prize picks tool that they have over there is showing him. You know, they're Love they have his medium they have his medium projection at like sixty four and a half. So I'm I was closer to the mid fifties on him, but especially game state. If we do end up in Arizona with a lead, Arizona in a positive game state, we can see more running. So Chase Edmonds over forty three and a half rushing yards. AJ Dillon under 10 and a half receiving yards. I'll post this on Twitter later. I'll probably do even a little write up about it. So join me on that. If you'd like, you can use promo code Betsports NFL or promo code BBB. Any of the promo codes are fine. Just use one. Sign up, join me over there, have some fun, ask me questions, and hopefully we get this done. Three to one. Yeah, check out that four for four tool, by the way. That thing's great. I mean, it's, we talked about the fantasy tools, those are a big help. Um, but yeah, the, the prize picks tool, I mean, they can't make it any easier than that. Yeah, it pretty much just says here's they they scrape prize picks and say here's what prize picks has, here's what we make it, <laughs> like so here's the value. Like you can just sort by which ones which ones are their projection showing the most value on. It's pretty easy. 
Um, tennis. Let's close her out with some tennis, that which may be happening now or may be happening in like 14 hours. I never know. Just double checking again. As we know, these situations are kind of fluid. I believe we have some time, luckily, for these matches here. We're back in Romania for Cluj and Apoca. Now, this match should be early tomorrow morning. It looks like it's projected to be early Eastern tomorrow morning, probably six, seven o'clock. Might even get up in time to watch this one. Um, but Lesia Saranko came through as a qualifier, playing some nice tennis. He's going against Rebecca Peterson. Peterson a couple years ago, probably two seasons ago, was a really interesting, solid player, kind of on her ascension. Ran into a bunch of injuries and has really struggled to get back together, but um, was able to win a title. It was at an, an ITF event, but um, it was that W60 event we talked about, Rancho Santa Fe, basically, where um, all the players that got knocked out of Indian Wells in the first two rounds kind of showed up and, um, if you will, took over this ITF tournament. So a little more solid title win there, but... I think just getting too much credit again for the last week there as opposed to her last couple months in totality. Sarenko, I think, has been playing better tennis in general. Um, looks to be in nice form. I have this match pretty close to a pick myself. I, I might have Peterson a small favor just out of respect for what she did last week. But, um, you know, minus 110 either way would look fine to me. So the fact that we get Sarenko here plus 135 looks really nice to me. Again, we play this probably plus 115 or better. Uh, would have this right around to pick them. So that one will be early tomorrow morning. And then this one's this afternoon on Lee, playing in about an hour, hour and a half or so. Um, she is going against Magdalena Freck. Lee, again, the younger American, really like the way that she's been playing. I'm excited to back her you know, the rest of the season, and hopefully she can carry it into next season. She's playing only three games. You know, Freck, I think, getting a lot of credit here for beating up on some lesser talent the last couple of months. Uh, if you start to look at a high level, some of her numbers and performances look pretty good but as you dig down and start to parse out who she's been playing where she's been playing it, it doesn't look quite as good where lee has been going out and winning matches and has more losses than freck lately but you go back and look they're solid losses to good players i again really excited to see what she can do the rest of the season for the last couple months and into next year so minus three games looks good to me i see that starting to spring slide out to three and a half don't like that so much three and a half less than standard juice is probably still okay but try to get a three if you can I'll play it. I like Anli. I made some money off her. Coeur Mayor. Coeur right. That's just three sports today. I didn't do any golf. I mean, it's the middle. The tournament's going on right now. So just bad. And you said, how's it going? You said that the course is playing, what, tough? I mean, is it we got all the air from that those winds and things going on? How's it, what's, what's happening? I haven't watched any footage, but, yeah, there's like 70 guys that have been out already. And there are seven that are under par. The leader's minus two. The other six guys are minus one. And there are some people that are already nine over. Matt, Matt Neesmith is eight over through 15 holes. There's some bad scores down there. It is a, it is a, apparently a tougher course than we thought. There are some scorable holes here just from the distances. I, I'm actually surprised at how poorly it's going, but I think some of the, some of the weathers and, it's also not a good field. Like some of these players aren't just that very good. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe I'll have some round two plays now that I know how this is playing and uh, can look to the round two tee times for some of these guys, seeing if we have a, I don't think there was a wave advantage. We'll see. I think there might be a little bit more of one on Friday. And speaking of Friday, we'll be back tomorrow. Hang out with you guys there. on a Friday, bring in Mr. Felica to talk some college football. He picked a winner last week with the only one I can remember in Miami plus the three Miami outright. 
or did they? No, they lost by one, didn't they? I'm gonna have to triple check. Either it was a one point game. It does not matter. The plus three covered. They won. Yeah, they won by one. So outright winner doesn't matter. Don't even need the points. We'll be back with Fleek tomorrow. Thanks a lot, guys. Give me a thumbs up and we'll see you then.